welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Templey, our Head of Investment Development. Together we will be looking at the investment market performance and movements and discuss Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Life podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurichlife.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. As always, this investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. April was a positive month overall for risk assets. What were some of the main um, features that we saw? Well, good morning, Ian. There were sort of four key events in the markets in general um, last month in the month of April. Firstly, uh, equities were strong. They were up close to 3% uh, globally, and particularly strong in Europe and in the UK. So that was the first feature of the month. Second key feature was that the oil price was strong. It went to a four-year high during the month on the back of continued strong demand and also the, um, the, the situation in Iran had an effect towards the end of the month. Third feature was that the dollar, after a period of weakness for over a year, we saw a stronger dollar during April. And finally, the US 10-year bond yield uh, hit the 3% level for the first time in many years. And those are the four key features of the markets during the month of April. Okay, so if we t- took um, equities first, we, you mentioned some of the geographical areas that we saw some of the returns from. Was there much divergence or dispersion in the performance of different geographical areas? Yes, Ian, there was some divergence. The, all the main markets were in positive territory during the month of April. The UK was the strongest market, and that was helped really by just a catch-up situation. The UK has underperformed for quite some, some period of time, and there was a bit of catch-up in the UK. There was some stronger economic data in the UK. Europe was strong. Again, a couple of reasons here. One is that the stronger dollar, weaker euro would have helped some of the European exporters. Uh, And secondly, we saw profit margins in Europe increase quite significantly during the results season. And that has been a positive for European equities. But overall, most markets, I say all all the main markets were in positive territory. Uh, Interestingly, the US market, which has been a strong market for some time, was only up marginally during the month. And I suppose moving to sectors, sector divergence has been a feature of, of markets in recent years, and particularly the, the narrative of cyclical v defensive. So I suppose at a sectoral level, what sort of movements we see in particular in the US? Well, in the US, there was only one story, and that was that oil stocks or energy stocks performed very strongly. The energy sector was up over 9% during the month. And that, of course, reflects the fact that the the oil price has been very strong for the, the, the reasons I mentioned just previously. So uh, yes, the oil stocks are kind of catching up with the oil price, and hence we saw a lot of interest there. Otherwise, it was kind of a, a mixed bag between cyclical and defensive stocks. But year to date, um, the cyclical areas uh, have in general outperformed um, more defensive or bond proxy areas. And that, of course, is where we're positioned. We have a, a, a so stronger bias towards cyclical rather than defensive stocks. Moving on to bonds, um, you mentioned that the US 10-year Treasury yield hit 3% in recent weeks. But I suppose on this side of the Atlantic within Eurozone sovereign debt, what were the, same, uh, the levels of performance that we saw there? Okay, well, the uh, European Eurozone, I should say, bond market was down about half percent during the month of May, sorry, month of April, uh, and but year to date it's actually up. It's up about one point six percent. There's been big divergence year to date between the periphery, mar- peripheral markets of like Italy and Spain, 
which have been pretty strong this year, and the uh, core markets of Germany and the Netherlands, which have been flattish year to date. The key move in bonds has been in the US, which have moved now from 2.4% at the beginning of the year up to close to 3%. So it's quite a big move. 3% is seen as an important level. What's even more important is actually 3.05%. If it breaks that, it could go a good bit higher. What the markets, what the equity markets want is they want to see a gradual rise in yields. They don't want a sharp rise in yields. And we might remember back to the end of January, start of February of this year, we had a sharp pickup in US bond yields, and that caused some jitters in the equity market. So I think people realise that US bond yields could go higher but as long as it's orderly, the equity markets should be should be okay. We've got to remember also that the US bond yield has now risen nearly one and a half percent from its lows a couple of years ago to nearly three percent today. So if if people had been in a sort of a passive US bond fund, they would have um, you know with, with with duration of maybe eight, nine, ten years, they would have seen significant capital losses during that period. Part of the reason for the, the rising bond yields has been good economic data, and I suppose the other other side of that as well is the impact of interest rate expectations in the US. So we did see one rate rise this year already in March. Uh, as the cycle continues, what more do Zurich expect from US interest rates trade 2018? Okay, well, I suppose the market, that's what the markets expect at the moment. I think we're looking at two or perhaps three more rate rises uh, in the cycle for short, for short rates. The Federal Reserve rate, the Fed funds rate, I should say, has now risen six times from 0.25% to 1.75%. That is quite a few rate rises, but we've got to remember we've come from historically low levels of interest rates. So despite the fact we've had six rate rises with perhaps two or three more this year and maybe further rate rises next year, interest rates are still reasonably low in the US. And of course, they're extremely low still and have not moved in in the Eurozone. And we don't expect Eurozone rates to move upwards for at least 12 months. In the UK, we've had one rate rise in November of last year, and that was really just a reversal of the cut following the Brexit vote. So we have had one rate rise in the UK. The markets anticipate perhaps one more rate rise in 2018 in the UK. Another point you mentioned in your opening remarks was uh, US dollar strength, which has been a a reversal of of recent trends, which of course will help Eurozone investors and um, invested worldwide. What sort of movements did we see, I suppose, in some of the key key rates throughout the month? Well, in the currencies, the key one for us always is the euro dollar because you know so much of the markets outside the Eurozone are dollar related. And the, um, the, the euro dollar rate, um, the dollar strengthened by about 2% during April moved from at 1.23 to 1.21 and of course it started the year at about 1.2%. So we're back to where we started the year. We saw a little bit of dollar weakness in the first few months and now we've seen a bit of bit of strength. So we're back to roughly where we were at the start of the year. And then just just finally on, on oil and, and some other commodity movements as well. Obviously we, we believe that um, commodities can be a good play as economic growth continues but uh, particularly in the oil market we saw geopolitical concerns I suppose raised our head throughout the month of April. Yes, I mean, the key reason for the oil price being strong is to do with demand, but uh, it has been influenced clearly by geopolitical geopolitical events. So the, I said earlier on, the oil price was the key uh, move, move in the commodity index. The commodity index was up 3.4% in April. It's up 4.1% year to date. 
uh, but again, the, the, the oil price is up you know, nearly 13% year to date. So the oil price and energy prices are the key components of the rise in the overall commodity index. Gold is little changed year to date. Copper is actually down. Soft commodities are, are kind of flat. So again, oil has been the, the, key, the key component of the commodity index. Okay, finally moving to uh, some of Zurich's position and currently um, we, we've held our, our equity positions at the higher end of the ranges for, for a, a period of time at this, at this stage. Ha, has that been maintained throughout the month of April? Um, and then I suppose on a geographical basis, what our positioning is within those equity portfolios? Okay, Ian. Well, we have, as you said, maintained a strong bias towards equities. We're at the upper end of, of ranges in our multi-asset funds. This is based on the fact that the fundamentals for equities appear to still to be, to be good. We've got good economic growth. We've got strong corporate growth, corporate earnings growth. Um, we have valuations now back in fair, at fair value with the PE multiple for the global market at about 15.5 times for f- forward earnings. We've got relatively benign inflation and we have interest rates in many parts of the world at extremely low levels. So we think the fundamentals still look good for equities and therefore we're at the top of our range in, in equity markets. We favour Asian mar- markets as regards the equities and also we like Ireland. We're more neutral in the US, Europe and Japan and we're slightly underweight in, in the UK. As regards the bond positions, we have a negative bias towards bonds. We're at the lower end of our bond ranges in our multi-asset funds. And the bonds that, are, that remain in those multi-asset funds are of low duration. So we clearly have a bias towards equities and a negative bias towards, towards government bonds. And within our multi-asset portfolios, we also have a reasonable position in some of the alternative assets, things like oil. That brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis. And thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit zurichlife.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.